Welcome back to another show of Beyond the Game. And if it's your first time tuning in, it's your boy Q Walker. Welcome back, everybody. And of course, we got the guy on my what's that? My left. We got the guy that refers to himself as Old Goat Petey in the building. I don't know why. Good day. <laughs> he said good day. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> and then below me, we got my guy Hot Dog. Oh, you ain't gonna say nothing. You just gonna give the head nod. Okay, the hood love you, baby. And yep. then we got we got special guests in the building. Uh, referee to the stars, Sean Gurdon. Go on, say what's up to everybody, Sean. Hey, what's up, Q? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, that's no problem. With pleasure to have you on. Now, this is a show. I hope we get a lot of interaction because for uh, for whatever reason, Sean, you are a lightning rod. And a lot of sports groups <laughs> with a lot of topics, whether whether it be refereeing or NBA or NFL, you are a lightning rod for for a lot of topics. So I'm glad you you know you reached out to me and said, "Hey man, when, can can I get on the show?" Like, yeah, come, you come on through. So for the, for those who don't know who you are, let the people know all about your story and, and where you come from and how you got into refereeing. Oh uh, well, you know I'm from Lexington, Bryan Station in house. Um, Does everybody go to Ron Station on this show? <laughs> yes, it seems like. Good <laughs> um, everybody, Jesus. You know, I'm it's kind of, you know, it seemed like every referee got a story how they got into refereeing and how I kind of got into it. I used to be a um, restaurant manager at a restaurant, Max Nerma's in Hamburg. And one day a guy walked in and he had a championship ring on his finger. So I asked him what his ring was for. And he said, I refereed the state championship game, you know, 3A state championship game. And I'm like, you know, that's the first time it ever piqued my interest. Well, when I got into the insurance business, I went to sign up to referee football. But at that time, my son was about to be a freshman and Henry Clay played football. So I'm like, can't be in two places at one time. So I started basketball. So I just finished my 14th year of being a high school official. Um, in basketball and, and just finished my third second year uh being a football official. So it took me a while to get on the football field, but I finally, you know, was like, okay, let me get into football too. But you know, that's that's basically how I got into it. Just kind of piqued my interest was like, okay, it's another way to kind of be involved in the game and 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 you know, always love sports and always been a player but being an official is something that's never really crossed my mind and you know i tell young people all the time when you 17 18 19 20 years old and you want to make it to college or even the professional ranks you know you can go about being an official they get so, paid pretty good at, at the professional ranks don't they yeah i mean like nba referees making work from Two hundred fifty to half million dollars a year, eighty-two oh, wow. games. I did not know that. Uh, you know, D one bass, D one football, SEC. I think gets paid five thousand dollars a game. Oh. Uh, uh, SEC basketball, ACC basketball, anywhere from like twenty-five hundred a game. You're working four or five nights, sometimes six nights a week. You do the math. Make good <laughs> money off that. <laughs> <laughs> That's love. Well. Is that, is that your ultimate goal? Is to to go to college ranks or prof professional? Are you fine with just being straight at the high school level? Yeah, uh, no. My my goal is to I, I I went to a women's college. I like to do small women's college. Is probably where I am. I'm you know if I was ten years younger, 
15 years younger, then I'll probably try to go D1, at least D1. I don't know about NBA or any or D League, anything yet, but probably D1. But, you know, with my family and career and everything else, if I get, you know, s- small uh, women's college, that'd be fine with me and keep my high school schedule as well. Uh, my high school goal is to do a regional final. I mean, just the atmosphere of a regional final is where I want to be. If I go to Sweet 16, that's fine. But the regional final, you know, I can imagine, you know, on the boys' side, you get sent to the sixth or seventh region and you're doing a, you know, ballot mail, you know, regional final to go to Sweet 16. Or you go in the 12th region and you're doing, you know, uh, uh, Pulaski County, you know, uh, um, Wayne County final. The gym is packed and, you know, that's the kind of atmosphere I want to be in. That's so, awesome right there. So you said the goal is to be a regional final. So, I mean, that would be your your, your achievement. Why not the Sweet 16? Why the regional over the Sweet 16? Well, I mean, look, guys, like I said, the Sweet 16 is fine. And, you know, you'd be on Rupp Arena floor. Now even the girls play at Rupp Arena now. And that's cool. But if you, if this the atmosphere of a regional final of, of you know, you, you got teams that know each other. Those places are Packed and just the intensity of just trying to get to Rupp Arena, it's just you know it's 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 one of it's probably the best atmosphere that you could work in. Pete, you said you had a, a question for Old Sean. Yeah, yeah, but you know this is more on the the, the NFL tip, man. Uh, okay, Mr. Garden, Mr. Garden, I know you're a big Eagles fan, right? And uh. First, first and foremost, I would like to hear your pitch to get Jamal Adams to the Eagles. <laughs> and then second, second to second that, uh, I would like to know, you know, what kind of extension as an Eagles fan do you think that he deserves if he was in an Eagles uniform? Well, look, you know, we, we just let Jenkins go. So he's in New Orleans. So obviously there's a safety spot waiting for him. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we give him a four-year deal worth fifteen million. You know, a year? That's we, only sixty, huh? That's only sixty. That ain't enough. Well, hold on. How much do you want? How 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 much you want? Um, uh, I mean, we we looking. I mean, I I, I think little bro is probably gonna push for ninety, somewhere in there. So well, many years. For about 90? four or five years, five years, five years maybe. Ninety yeah, mil for five years. So, you know, we could we could probably swing that. Golly, you know who's the highest paid safety right now? Honey Badger. Uh, let me. I'm, I'm gonna look that up. Go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Keep an, oh, answering while well, I look that up. You know, we come into an instant winner. The one in division. You know, three out of the last two out of the last three years. One Super Bowl mm-hmm. a couple years ago. You know, look. It ain't where he wants to go, though. It ain't where he wants to go, though. Everybody knows where he wants to go. Even Big Bro over there knows where he wants to go. So, to answer your question, um, Hot Dog, the highest paid safety is the Bears safety, Eddie Jackson, at $14.6 million. Next is the Titan safety, Kevin uh, Bird, at $14.1. Third is the Honey Badger at fourteen. Number uh, well tied with him is Landon Collins at, at fourteen, and in fact to round out the top five, Earl Thomas at thirteen point seven five. So the ball is looking at twenty two million. That's twenty two and a half million a year. 
that's that's a lot of bread, bro, for a safety. Golly! There's a lot of bread for safety. What are y'all saying? I don't, I don't understand what that's <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, Well, what we're saying is 22 per, per year is a lot of money for a safety. That's all I'm going right. to say. That's a lot of money for you. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of money. You know, I, a two time all pro, man. He is a pro bowl. He's a great. Let you know he's one of the Y'all don't have six dollars to rub together in Tampa Bay right now. What do you mean? No, he's still on his rookie contract right now. So we can yeah, get him on the on cheap. We can get him on the cheap and just extend him on the back end. So we can we got sixteen for him. And you gotta think Tom Brady's only on the books for twenty five for this year and next year, so we are gonna have the cap space to go and throw him that money that he won't. I'm just saying, Pete. That's that's all I'm saying. Nobody want to go to Tampa Bay. That's that's all I'm saying. I mean, Gronk wanted to come, but anyway, back back to Sean and, and the referee. And, um, what what would you say has been your most volatile? I don't know if you can name the arena, but where was the most volatile place, our most hostile environment that you've been in for referees? That's a great question. I was about that same thing. You know what? To be honest, it's it's AAU ball. It's always really? the most yeah, AAU really? is is and I always say, and it's kind of funny, but it's really the truth. The younger the kids are, the worse the parents are. Mm. So there's nothing worse <laughs> than sense. gray AAU. You get that uh, second grade, t- a second grade team step on the floor. You already know what it is. Yeah, right? we we I, I, it's gonna be a long game. I'm gonna get they scoring fifteen day, points. Yeah, he, you know you you gonna hear he he walk he walk he walk and I'm gonna know he's only seven years old. So, you know, right. you know this, I'm gonna let him play. So yeah, uh, but as far as you know, you know there's some middle school games that can be. You know, very intense, especially here in Fayette County. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple outside the county can be, you know, look, one of the best atmosphere I've worked in a while. Uh, I had Scott County and Georgetown Middle School, and that place was packed. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun in that atmosphere. I mean, it came down to a two possession game. I mean, those atmospheres are they're fun. But yeah, the most volatile, you know, you know, AAU settings had parents run out on the court. I mean, and, and stuff like that, and we have to them out facilities. Ridiculous. So. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want I want to address that parents running on the court, but before I do, we have Miss Natasha Gransberg of the Gransberg Chronicles who wanted to come in on the conversation. Hey man, let me take my lead. If you don't mind. Go ahead, sir. Let me take my lead. If you don't mind. Nah, 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 don't don't leave. Don't leave just yet. Uh, Tasha, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can okay. You hear me? Uh, okay. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, See, hi, dog. I don't know why you acting like that because I like I'm still you. a little sore from last week, girl. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little sore from last week. Uh, man. So, uh, Grant, uh, Tasha, we was to fill you in. Uh, Sean is the referee. He coaches high school uh, basketball for four, the past 14 seasons, right? 14 seasons. And then, and then uh, football for the past two, correct? Right. And we were just asking him what has been the most volatile arenas or atmosphere that he has refed in. And his response was AAU. And he talked about the parents uh, running on the court. Now, what I want to ask Sean is, has a parent ran up on you on the court? No. You know, I got dirty looks. And, you know, I've had things said to me, but I haven't had them necessarily run up on me. So, no. Thank, thanks, thanks. Said to you like what? 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 If somebody said to you? I want to hear this. I mean, you know, it's just you terrible. You 
effing sucks or, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, I'll you here every, every day. You gotta cover the, the territory, I guess. I've ever seen. And I'm like, ever? I gotta be pretty bad for one. Ever seen? I mean, have you had three games today? I'm the worst one out here? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was a great answer. I like Look, that. Now, now, you know, everybody on this panel comes from an old school type of mentality of players on the court and, and just the mentality of players in general. Now, these younger cats feel like they can say and do whatever they feel like on the court. Have you ever had any high school kids say anything disrespectful to you or anything like that? You know what, Q? It's not really that way. You'd be surprised, especially the old, when you get high school, the kids don't really say anything to you. You know, you might get one or two, and you see it early on, they have a little attitude, but they don't really come up too often to say anything to you. Um, you know, you might have more trouble out coaches than I would players to say anything disrespectful because they say anything disrespectful. You know, I've heard most of us have that reputation. We're going to get you. We're going to get you quick. It's not tolerated. We, we say it in pre game We let them know early. You know, look, unsportsmanlike conduct would not be tolerated, zero tolerance. Mm -hmm. So we really don't have a problem there. So, um, and usually when you can, you can kind of see that kind of stuff brewing before that happens. And usually a coach is going to get them before we. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of coaches, do you have certain, certain, I don't want to say certain coaches that you despise or anything like that, but there, are there certain teams? And players where you already know going into it, I'm probably gonna have to tee him up before it's, before it's all said and done. Um, you you said it, Pete. I didn't say it. You you said it. I, I didn't say it. That's that County coach, man. <laughs> no, no, me and Mott's good. Uh, but you know, look, there's probably more coaches that don't like me than I don't like them. You know, it's all business on the court. Once I leave the court, I leave it on the court. Some people ain't can't do that. You know, um, but, you know, there, there are coaches with reputations. There are there some players with reputation where you go in the game and we talk among the crew. You might have to watch this coach. This coach is a little chattery or this player, you know, can get a little chippy. And, you know, we try to handle it early. I had a veteran official tell me, you know, when I first got into it, you know, something like that. You handle it early, you won't have a problem late. Because let's be honest, the only thing anybody ever remembers is what happened with officials late. They don't remember what happened in the first quarter or the second quarter. They remember what happened in the last minute. If you blow a call or do something in the last minute, that's all anybody's ever going to talk about. Mm. Sean, so can I ask, let me ask you a question. So I, I was listening beforehand. So you said basketball and football, but do you find yourself like, are you training different? When you prepare for football, because AAU is more quick speed, shorter court, you know, football is outside. Does that play a part in you wanting to do one over the other? Or No, well, you know what? Be honest. It doesn't really matter what sport it is. It doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, you know, lacrosse, baseball. Officiating is officiating. You just got to learn the mechanics of in the rules of each sport. You know, as I was telling you last night, one of the biggest things when I first got into officiating, one of the biggest things I learned really quick 
how much I didn't know. How much of the world I did not know. Mm. All I knew, but did not know. Mm. So, you know, if, if, if you are able to officiate one sport, it, it can translate pretty easy to another sport. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with you on that. I just think that means you might be smart. I think it's some horrible people who officiate basketball that I don't want to ever see mm-hmm. on a football field. Or some people who are really good at football. And when they step onto a court, it's like he can't see well enough to know if that was a travel. So you talking mechanics. I guess I'm talking about the physicality for the mm-hmm. actual referee. Not so much the sport and the rules that go with it. So, and I and I noticed you said AAU as far as seeing the worst, but do you think that's probably also because those fans are the closest to you? Well, yeah, in a little basketball, especially AAU, and even in high school, like football, the fans are on you, you know. Um, like I had a game earlier this year, I had Berea and Madison Southern, and if you know anything, these schools are literally about a mile away from each other. So, you know, I got, it's a boy girl double hitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boy girl double hitter. And I, you know, my game, I got the girls game six o'clock. I walk into that gym at five o'clock, and that place is three, four, four. And, oh, wow. you know, one of, one of my partners, older guy, been doing it for 30 years probably, he said, the good thing about a pack gym, you don't hear the idiots. <laughs> you know, you, you just don't hear all the idiots. You know, mm-hmm. when you got, you know, a hundred people in a big gym, you hear all the idiots. So, you know, so, um, but like that's say, an interesting think, thing because I don't consider myself an idiot, but I have made sure that, that you heard referees know exactly <laughs> what I need to say. And I will be honest about that. Every time I've said what I need to say, there's been some adjustments. I don't. Oh, man. I can here's, the thing. here's the thing mm-hmm. about that, though. No, here's the fairness on that, hot dog. I'm not a parent. Okay? So yeah. I'm not there trying to attack the referee for the benefit of one kid. I need you to learn the mechanics of the sport you call it or refund the money and take off the uniform. So. Mm. You need to consistently figure out if this is a travel for this game, I want it for both teams. And so I wonder, like, do coaches have those conversations with you? Because I understand you might miss a call. That's human error. But if you call and one guy travels and the other one done packed a suitcase and caught a plane and landed, (laughs) I got it both ways. Right. Mm -hmm. Sean, I got a question for you. Let let me address that one first. Because, you know, that's what you hear more than anything, especially coaches. Sometimes you know coaches are just working for the kids, and you give them that benefit of the doubt. You know, my as long as you're not disrespectful and, and make it personal, you can say anything you want. Uh, it's not going to bother me. You know, um, but it's one of those things. As I said earlier, you'd be surprised what you don't know. What is a travel? You know, a lot of people want to think they that is a travel, and maybe it's not a travel by rule. You know, because mm. one person makes a move this way, or it looks awkward, doesn't necessarily make it a travel. Mm. I mean, look, I'm a, 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 one of the guys that, you know, one of my mentors, he's an SEC official now. You know, when I first got to it, and when I first got into it, he said, everybody thinks that block charge is the hardest call in basketball. He said, actually, it's travel. Travel is probably the toughest call that we have. 
why why did he before hold on hold up before you get why why did he say that travel is the hardest over block because i i would assume that it is the block charge because you got the people sliding underneath you did he slide underneath in time or was he mm -hmm. already there did he establish position did the right. offensive player initiate it like to me that would seem like that's the hardest call well you know look everybody thinks travel is more than two steps right this is what everybody assumes Mm -hmm. The rule book says nothing about steps. So I don't really? And basically the rule in high school and college, NBA is totally different. It's totally The rule in high school. I study rules, Sean. I study okay. rules, and that's okay. usually it's how all I about the pivot foot. If the pivot foot touches the floor twice, it's a travel. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Pete, remember that. If your pivot foot touches the floor twice, it's a travel. Hey, Pete ain't doing no more hooping. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Go, go ahead, Hot Dog. What, what was your question, Hot Dog? My, uh, my question was, you know, earlier Q asked, what arena or what level would you say is the, like you've had the most volatile experience? But my question is, is there like one instance or one experience you've had that sticks out that was the most volatile, the one that you'll never forget? And where was it at and what happened, if you don't mind uh, touching on that? You know, the one that kind of sticks out to me is, you know, we were doing, I think it was the eighth grade state championship at KBC or KBA at the time. Uh -huh. And my partner was probably young and a little inexperienced. And I think this was semifinals, quarterfinals. So, I mean, it's a pretty intense game. And yeah. this woman ran literally out on the court. You know, shaking her finger like this, and we going, oh well, you know, she's out of here. Oh, and I think at that time, her husband was like, yeah, it takes a big man to throw a woman out. And I'm like, well, you want to be next? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the. I mean, it, I, I think that sticks out of my mind because that was probably one of my first experience. You know, on that, I've really haven't had people really, too many actually come out on the floor. I had people say things inappropriate from the distance and i got them out of there but that's the one that i mean she, she can't she just came out of nowhere mm, <laughs> and wow. i'm going back on the other end and she's coming <laughs> on the other end and she's i mean she's all the way on the court screaming and mad you know so oh, that's well Gert, they say you got a quick trigger man how many people have you thrown out I know you keep tabs because that's something I would no, keep tabs on. i don't i, I don't <laughs> you know, probably a dozen but as far as high school, I don't think I've thrown anybody out of high school. High so school it's AAU pretty much. AAU, AAU and pretty much. And middle school here and there. I told you the worst, the younger the kids are, the worst that crowd is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, 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 got, I got two questions for you real quick, uh, Sean. The first is I want to go piggyback off of what uh, Natasha brought up um, about parents, not even necessarily parents, but fans in the stands. Have you ever heard a fan in the stand let you know you missed a blown call? He's like, you know what? They right. That there was a blown call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? We know when we miss it. We know. What the hell? Four times or not, we know. <laughs> oh, I got, I got another good question. I got a perfect question. <laughs> I mean, there's been times and coaches will let you know, and there are certain coaches that. If they say something to you that you missed it, you you probably need to think like, yeah, maybe because he said something, I probably missed it. Now there's some coaches gonna yell, you know, say something <laughs> on every possession, so it doesn't even matter. But you know, sometimes I I will shake my hand, and go, yeah, you know what, I did miss it. So you know, more times than not, when a call is missed, we know we missed it. 
So, uh, hold, hold on, let me get this in here real quick. Hold on to that Go question. That's uh, the Euro step. Smith, Smith Mello wants to know, how can you take more than two steps without your pivot foot touching the floor more than once? Unless you literally hop forward a couple of times on the opposite foot consecutively, which nobody does. The Euro step. Well, if you hop, if you hop consecutively on the same step, you establish your pivot foot and your pivot foot steps touches the floor again. That's a travel. Mm-hmm. So, that's on the Euro. Yeah. Go, go ahead, hot dog. All right. So, does the makeup call exist? No. I no. bull, 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 no. bull. <laughs> hey, y'all got the referee of refs on here. <laughs> bull, hey, bull. Gurdon's out here talking for all the officials across the world. Bull. The, we like, we see. Tell we, tell see, him, see no, now you think, now okay. you got the Q Walker finger. Here, here's what exists. And I, I'll be honest, not necessarily make up call. But if I miss a call and you say something, I'm not going to say that going down the court on the next possession, my, my, I'm, I'm heightened to what might happen. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Not necessarily looking to give you a call. You're more aware. You're more aware. I may be more aware to say, oh, okay, I may have missed something down on here. Let me be aware on, on this right. end. But as far as looking for something to make it up, for me personally, and I can only speak for me, and I think a lot of the guys that I work with, the makeup call doesn't exist. If I missed it, I missed it. Okay. And if I didn't more time than not, I'm gonna tell you, I missed it. I'm sorry. And that's it. Okay. I can't tell you how many times I've watched a game and I'm like, oh, there's a makeup call. There's a makeup yeah. call. You know what I'm saying? You know, we all look, do it, it, I'm sure. You know, look, perception becomes reality and people think that that happens, but I no. He was, he, he was scared. He was scared. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, uh, I don't, I, and I surely don't want you to admit that on the air, but I do. y'all be scared. No, Gurdon, <laughs> have you have you ever made a call that that caused the a basketball game to end at the free throw line? Because that's mm. one of my as as a player and a coach. Oh, that was God. one of my pet peeves to let the game end at the free throw line. Have you ever made one of those calls? I'm sure I have. Well, I know one a high, but it was a clear foul. So it okay, had, and okay. I, I I had it several that was clear foul. There was no way I could pass on it. Okay, um, but you would rather uh, have the kids play out though, right? You know what? That actually comes down to, I won't say philosophy. Mm -hmm. I, I'm i almost to the point, you know, if there's a foul, if I've heard some referees say, if it's a foul the last second, it's a foul the last second. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then I have some that, there's some that say, if I'm getting it in that last second, everybody in the gym knows there's a foul. You mm -hmm. know? You just, <laughs> but... You know, that's just one of those things where at th that point in a game, I'm not going to guess at it. I'm not, not going to guess. If, yeah. if, 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 I, if I'm obvious, sending somebody, if I'm sending, not even this is obvious, but if I'm sending by some, somebody to the line to potentially win a basketball game, I'm going to be about 100% sure that I got the call right. Gotcha. Okay. Good deal. Okay. That was going to be uh, what Pete said. Part of my question is, you know, how do refs know when to swallow the whistle and just let the kids play out? Because that last 30 seconds, you want to be ultimately sure that what you're calling is a foul. So have you ever been in a situation where you accidentally blew the whistle too early in the last, you know, couple of seconds of a game? You better not say no. Y'all made mistakes, but when it comes to mind, 
uh, probably early in, I remember one AU early in my career, I probably gave a technical in the last second in a post game and I shouldn't have, you know, it's probably. Why, why, why'd, you, why'd you get, why'd you give him a technical, Sean? Quick what, trick, you know what, I don't even remember. It was probably a little bit too much mass and I'm like, okay, I'm tired of doing the technical and, and it, you know, a team lost because of it. And you needed to set around. a tone. It's huh? AU, man. Were you trying to set a tone because you knew probably? No, no, it was just. I didn't say revenge. Know. I said a tone. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like, no, see, okay. no, it was just, you know, that time I know from experience I made a mistake. I probably shouldn't have gave it at that time. You know, I've, I've, seen, um, Sean, I've, I've seen Sean ref many games, and he always gives warnings, and it's multiple warnings okay. before, before he tees anybody up. He'll tell you, hey, coach. Hey, you need you need calm it down a little bit, and then he'll tell, "Hey, coach, this is the last warning." And then after that, it goes quick. Hey, you say another word? That's a tech. You say anything <laughs> else after that? You up out that gym? You hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when, when it comes, a couple things about tech. For me, a tech is not just another call. A tech is no different than a mm. foul. It's no different than a travel. It's no different than out of bounds. It's just another call. That's yes. the way I gotta handle it. Yeah. Um, but my personal rule, and this is just me, don't make it personal. The moment you make it personal, you get a tech. Or at least now with high school with the new new rules, I can give a warning. You know, mm-hmm. look up, that's your warning, you get no more. Okay? Mm-hmm. So don't make it don't say you can say that's terrible, but the moment you say you're terrible, I'm getting you. That sounds personal. Hey, it's noted for all the coaches across Kentucky. You hear me? I'm 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 gonna clip that out and post that, coach. Yeah, just terrible. So when you say that, so I have a question about when you're working with your partner, or you know, if your partner is not available, how do you handle halftime? Do you really try to make sure you both are on the right page with the game? You see that there may be more calls because I know you got to watch your part of the court, and they're responsible for their part. But you notice that the crowd is kind of favoring that your guy's not doing a great job. And you mm. don't want to necessarily throw him under the bus and accuse him of doing what the crowd says. But how do you adjust for that when you guys get some one-on-one time to talk? Well, no one, we can't pay attention to the crowd. crowd is the crowd. Let's right. He could be doing a bad job. Yeah, well, I mean, we could be, but we could also be doing a great job and get the same reaction. So, okay. You know. <laughs> That's a good comeback. That's a good comeback. Um, you know what? I, I think during the course of the game, let's just take the course of the game. We tip okay. it off. You know, first dead ball, we're going to come together and, you know, talk about anything we need to talk about during, you know, during a timeout or during the end of that first quarter. And usually sometimes it's like, just keep doing what you're doing. In halftime, we're going to talk about We're going to talk about things we think we have missed. Things okay. we can improve. I mean, we, we're making adjustments just like the coaches are, just like the players okay. are. You know, okay. n- sometimes I, I see them drinking water and that's it. You know, yeah. and you taking their phone. So oh, I was look, wondering. And, well, and, and since you one of the good ones. Well, you know, we do that during AAU. I ain't gonna lie, but you okay. know, <laughs> you know, we and we in the locker room and we got our water, our Gatorade. We talk okay. about yeah. Now we got. You know, the tone of the game, we got, okay, what does the team want to do? Do they want to, are they pressing? You know, are, are we going to need help a little bit more in the press? You know, if you're in the C spot, 
uh, or if they got a post player, when to rotate. You know, if they got a post player, we see that they're on the opposite block. Hey, get over there because you know that's where they're trying to get the ball to. So you want to get the best look. So yeah, we're, we're constantly making adjustments. You know, all throughout the game. You know, okay. if, if if a star player has three quick fouls, and we understand that, we got like, okay, his fourth one. Let's make sure it's a good one. How to get those three quick fouls? You know, let's not have their star player get a cheap fourth foul. You know, Mm. and and stuff like that. So yeah, we're always kind of making adjustments like that. You trying to make people leave here liking referees? I I know, I I know. Look at him; he's the referee. (laughs) You so diplomatic. I know he's so. So hold on. So so you brought up you brought up a, a, a point, Sean. You said you know if a superstar player in high school has three quick fouls. Y'all try to make sure that that fourth foul. So what you're saying is y'all do show favoritism show towards the superstars. No, it's not necessarily favoritism. favoritism. Look, we, 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 look, nobody's there to see us. We realize that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if, 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 especially in high school, and you get some high school, that may be the only player they have. You know, so if they have two quick ones early and we realize that, we go, okay. Let's just make sure that his third one is a good one that we can't pass on. You know, because, you know, you know, I look, I get it all the time, you know, even from coaches or fans, you, know, you said it earlier that, you know, you know, you got your area. Well, sure, how come you didn't call that? Well, that's not in my area. That's not in my primary. You know, and, and I know coaches don't, I know coaches hate it. You know, they hate that response, but it, it is, um, you know, so we want to keep the game. The flow, what you don't call is just probably just as important as what you do call. Mm. Well, and that's another thing that I kind of learned early, that the flow of the game is also very important to know how you referee. Charles, really? <laughs> you 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 ever you ever find yourself sometimes getting caught up in the game and maybe missing a few calls because you it's a good game and you find yourself watching the game? Um, no, not not as much anymore. Cause I mean, as the game, I mean, it's just like everything. It's just like everybody else. As the game it closer to the end. It's a good game, and everybody dialed in. We get dialed into, you know, mm. we get dialed into what our job is because we know. That intensity causes us to focus in more. You know, you may lose it, and you may lose concentration in a thirty-point blowout. You know, yeah. you kind of lose the concentration and go, "Yeah, we bored. Let's get out of here. What are we going to eat tonight, or, or something like that?" Oh, I just missed the foul. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> so, so I got, I got a question, Gary. Can you watch games on TV? Mm-hmm. And, and and disengage from being a ref. Like, can you really enjoy wow. football, college basketball, you know, high school basketball games on, you know, AAU games on TV? Can 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 you disengage from your ref referee perspective and enjoy the game as a fan? I do, but especially in basketball, I watch college basketball. I have my favorite college basketball referees that I love to watch. Right. You know, um, so you watch the refs, you ain't watching the games. That's what I gathered from. <laughs> That's what I gathered. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, what is he doing at trail? What is he doing? Okay, I see what he's doing. You know, watching the rotation of, of that. So, you know, I'm still trying to say, okay, that's something I can add to my game. 
you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, okay. those, guys are, those guys are good. They're really, really good. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> when, when I see a game and I see a call, or even more than that, when I see a call is missed, I can almost, I can understand more times than not why calls missed. Mm-hmm. I can say, I can see where their angle, they got straight line, you know, didn't have a, didn't have the best look. And I can almost justify why that referee missed that call. So you can't even watch so it. So you can't watch. Right. Yeah, That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, look, it always, look, the referee's in me now. So, yeah, I watch a game. I'm, you know, I see the action. But then I also go, you know, then I'm thinking, you know, the rules, you know, that mm-hmm. comes into play, why they didn't call it, why they did call it. And so, you know, that it's just like a coach. You know, are you a player? You know, can you play basketball? You, you may see a play developing and say, yeah, we run that. I know exactly what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. on that play, you know, it's it's no different with us, right? Well, I tell you personally, you know, I dated a ref, and it was annoying. You know, I'm trying to watch the game, <laughs> and he and so we're waiting on the call to come back from the challenge and the replay, and he's like, "Yeah, but da 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 da," and I'm like, "I don't need a referee in my ear. I just want to watch the game, like you know." So, so, so you better off watching the game in the other room. <laughs> it's my room, so I'm not moving. But you're right. You're right. I mean, I was that was an interesting perspective that you actually are watching the refs because normally the issue is kind of like what Petey's question was, whether or not you could actually watch it. And what I found is some say they're annoyed. So I would like, I, I really never thought about you honing your skill by actually watching how someone else calls a game, you know, on TV, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm, I'm assuming you when you watch TV or are more so asking, is it easier to watch and gain more knowledge for basketball versus football because of the setup, you know, the layout of television, as far as, you know, we get an angle on television, but we get most of what we need on a replay every time. Right. So as a ref, how do you see, you know, that? Because we can see a great deal now with the way of high def for basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, look, the two sports are totally different. Yeah. You know, and, and here's what I mean by that. And, and basketball, you got to make a decision within a half second, second, no longer than a second and a half. You got to make a decision on a problem if you're going to call it or not. Football, you got a little bit more time before you decide you're going to throw that flag. You can actually see it play develop. You're like, okay, that was a hole. But look, they just broke for, you know, 15 yards. Okay, I'm going to put this flag back in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) There was no advantage gain or advantage loss. So you, you have a little bit more time to process what you saw and decide. Okay, this is a foul, so I need to throw my flag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break here on Beyond the Game. When we come back, we'll get into a couple more referee questions, and then we'll also talk about Sean's Tampa Bay Bucks and his Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I know, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Welcome back to Beyond the Game. We are still sitting here chilling with our guy, Sean. Hold on, let me take Petey off the off mute. I, I forgot my bad, Petey. I'm sorry. I do apologize. Oh, so, Sean is a, a high school ref for basketball for the past 14 years and football for the previous two years. Um, we was getting to a little interesting conversation. One thing I want to ask you real quick before we go to the other topics. You ever had a coach run up on you about a call at the end of the game? I won't say run up on you more of it in AAU. Um, did you did you have to leave the court fast? Is what he's asking. No, no. <laughs> you know how refs got the court. I, I take my time leaving court. You, you I, take your time. Yeah. And uh, Charles, he wanted to ask a question. His question is: How much mouth will you take from a star player, knowing if you eject him, it would hurt the team? I'm not taking any from him. I want, like like what he said. I want him. Look, watch your mouth. Don't say nothing else. And then look, I like, you know, I'm gonna use the tool in my toolbox. He say something else, I'm giving him technical. Mm-hmm. And usually that's mm-hmm. all it You get one technical, mm-hmm. that's all it takes. Now, 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 if he wants to keep golfing after that, that's probably on him. And it's his coach fault for not getting that's, him. That's exactly. I, I like. I like Sean. Sean. Sean has a point there. I've heard him say it too. After a kid gets a technical, Sean will be like, "Hey, coach, you need to get your player." If you still want him out here, you probably need to get your player. I've heard him say that before too. And the coach, hey, time out, gather him in, get him to get him together. Sean what controls a, the game. I, I like watching Sean referee, man. Oh, so you watch I'm him. Not, I'm not buttering him up either. You Are know, you trying watch. to get ready for the fall or something I, like that? I, I, you know, <laughs> I had Petey last fall, and the only time I ever seen him get mad at me, and Petey, it was the right call. What? It was the white. Hey, I'm sure man, you know, I, I the, you're talking about the pass in the first. No, it was a fumble, wasn't it? Uh, it it was a fumble, that. which I think I thought that the I mean the player was down. Oh yeah, when we ball. scooped it up. Yeah, when we scooped yeah. it up, we would have had the ball in the red zone to win the game. Yeah, yeah it's all good. Hey, mm, he got you that whole ending. He's still yeah, a yeah. little better. Yeah. He still, yeah, he still feels <laughs> some type of way. <laughs> we could have won the game right there. Now mm. he said he said the player was down. I looked at Gert and I said, Gert, come on now. He said he was down. He he gave me that look, and I was like, all right, well we gonna ride with it. Oh, so what what you saying is the referee cost you the game? I plead the fifth. No, we don't, we don't. We don't plead no fifths on beyond the game. Uh-uh. So what you saying is a ref calls you the game, Pete? It was. It was not Gurdon. Gurdon was right on his call. I'm gonna go back and watch it tonight. He was probably. He was probably right. That's cool. You can text me the real answer after this. <laughs> hey, I'll text him too. All right, do that. <laughs> but um, as far as high school sports, um, how do you think COVID nineteen has affected high school sports so far? Man. Well, you know, they had to cancel the state tournament here when it first happened. They canceled all spring sports in Kentucky. And to be honest with you, you know, my football assigner and even our commissioner, everything is a go right now, but it's very tentative. And, Pete, I'm sure you're going through the same type of meetings and, and conversation. Nobody really knows. But personally, I don't see how they play. I, I just don't see when it comes to late August how these kids are going to be on the field playing football or soccer or anything like that. I mean, I'm not even sure they're going to be in school. And if you're not in school, how are you going to play football? Mm. 
so you know to add to that sean I, I agree with you and and obviously you would be waiting on everybody else to make a decision and then basically referees could decide if they would want to but here in texas in the last couple of days they have already announced that the online for the whole entire first semester and they've canceled everything so far but football you know some some are being very careful with saying that and you know in that dynamic people are upset because they feel like why are they holding on to football but i think people mm. forget that economies run off money there's mm -hmm. no such word as economy without economics without a dollar talk to them and now, so you you're not necessarily trying to put money before the children but when everybody's out of work, everybody's affected. I don't know how people think everyone can work from home and everything will be okay. We're, mm. We are not about to all become an in-house protocol. And so I would further ask you as a, as a ref, if they decide some limited way, are you one of the type of refs that you're not interested in that? Do you feel that it will affect you? Because there are teachers they had until I think Monday or Tuesday to officially turn in retirement papers if they don't want their contracts for the fall as a teacher. And some teachers took early retirement to avoid the fear of having to go back and teach in the classroom. Right. Where do you see yourself in that as from a referee standpoint? Do you think it'll affect the availability of the referees? Do you think some of the older ones are people oh. medical conditions we don't normally know about? Will they leave the profession? Quickly. Oh, 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 without a doubt, especially in football, more than basketball, there's a lot more older officials, you know, in Kentucky with football than there is basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked with a guy last year that told me he had a lung transplant, you know, and, and, you know, a couple years later, he's back on the football field. So, you know, I doubt that he will come back this year. It doesn't make sense. I mean, we got a lot of guys who are in their 60s, even early 70s. They're out there on the football field. So, you know, our commissioner said that's one of his main concerns is that there's probably going to be a lot of officials that won't come back because it's not worth the risk to them. It's not worth the health risk. Mm. So, you know, when you're talking about the kids, you know, we're already having an official shortage throughout this country right now. You know, there are some states that had to move Friday football to Thursday just to have enough officials to cover the game. Interesting. So, um, so you're saying I should become a ref? Oh, yeah, please. Come on. We need you. <laughs> we need you. I need um, a cuter uniform. You don't uh, know. Through everybody out. Every man, everybody. You know what? Uh, I might empty the stands. You're right. They might end up in a bubble <laughs> game. Whole section. Whole section they might, they might have a bubble game. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> It'd be a bubble game due to me. <laughs> the Grandsberry. It's going to be the COVID. You already know. Yeah. Go ahead, John. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, this is, you know, we're living, we're living in strange times right now. And it, it's, it's affecting every aspect of our life and high school sports, no different. Now let, let's switch it over a little bit, you know, last segment uh, of the show. Uh, Tosh, I don't know if you heard earlier, but Mr. Gurdon is a huge Eagles fan. Don't ask me why he's, he does it Randall to him. Randall Cunningham, i tell you why. Randall Cunningham. 
He be rocking that jersey too, man. Hey, he big time Randall Cunningham, man. I, I, I know, Tasha. Even I, though he wasn't no good, but I mean, hey, it is. So, speaking of that, yesterday we had our list of yeah. top 10 QBs, and Sean wanted to get in on this conversation. So, where would you, who, who's your quarterback? Nick Foles, Mitch Mustang? Who, who's your, oh, okay. My bad. So, where would you rank Carson Wentz top 10, I mean, top uh, quarterbacks in the NFL? I think I've seen him eight. That's probably about right. I say about eight. I'm good with that. You got Carson Wentz top eight? Yeah, about eight. I almost didn't know who the seven. Man, you done brought hot dog back in. Dialed up the dog. You done hot dialed up the dog. Hot dog, come on in here. Come on in here. Because, man, eight. I really don't want to relive this. I'm going to just stay mute on this. No, no, Tasha. No, you got to relive this because. Who you got at one? Because. Oh, he's telling you to come on, Tasha. Oh, Take your host special. Can you run off the seven in front of your guy Carson Wentz? In no particular order? Just give us seven. I mean, just, how, just you, give us well, seven. how you, first of all, we're going to let you do that. And I'm going to let you know all, who, who you forget. Yeah, so before you do, back. yeah, before you do, I just want you to know that's dysfunctional. If he asked you to run off one through seven and you mm. made Wentz eight and you can't tell us one through seven, that's mm. dysfunctional. Yo, but I'm gonna let you have that. You better come with it. Uh -oh. You better come with it. So give me that two through seven. Put it down right quick. Uh -huh. Put it down. Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. He won. He ain't okay. even in the options. Yeah, he's you not in the conversation. Look, I I I'll go Lamar Jackson. I put him up there. Okay. Okay. I I put I put um Aaron Rodgers is up there. I put Drew Brees up there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm okay with Deshaun Watson being up there. You mm -hmm. good? Keep on. Um, let me see. <laughs> Let's go. Um, you forgot Tom Brady. Stop. You can't okay. help. Yeah. Me. You, you know what? I've always been a big proponent of Tom Brady. I'm okay, okay. with Tom Brady being in top seven. So that's six right there. That's six. So uh, my seventh. Look, Russell, I've been also being a big proponent of Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league at taking what they give him. You 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 give him a seven years seven yards out, he's gonna take that seven year out. Mm -hmm. He's gonna take that, you know. And cut. If if he can get six yards with his leg, he's gonna take it. He never gets hit. He's best at just taking what they, whatever the defense gives him. He's he's never really had talented wide receivers either. He's never had no big superstar wide receivers. He don't need none. I mean, so he basically has to play you great know, football. Yeah, great football. So he <laughs> has he to does. take what the defense and gives he does. him. And and he's making a, a great living off of that. Right. His when <laughs> when his contract was signed, it was kind of almost like Patrick, like you really didn't talk about it too much the next day on the media. You was like, okay, and because yeah. there was nobody like, oh, that was just too much money. The right. team was he's, in a bind. It's like, oh, did you have any more? Because yeah. he plays three yeah. positions. Right. So right. so I'll give you that, but I I mm, I mean, maybe because you know Ben wasn't playing last year. You got Ben over. You got Ben behind Wentz. Look, I, I've always liked Ben too. But, I but who you like? I but it was a butt coming in there. Yeah. I mean, he's getting up there. Right? I mean, he's okay. got a lot of proof when he comes back this year. But you got look. Breeze up there too. See, you can't yeah, pick and choose. I mean, Breeze threw up thirty-five touchdowns last year. 
So I mean, Breeze still putting up numbers. For a couple games. You know, he, I mean, he's still, he's still still out there. Yeah, but he's still out there balling. So I can't. You know, the thing with Wentz is he's got to play sixteen games and he's got to play the playoffs. He's got to prove in the playoffs. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then that's just that's that just story getting out. old. He should have been like ten or eleven. You, you had him a little too high. I, you got you got him way too. So you got him better. It's not the year y'all won the Super Bowl where you still kind of hype it up because he you know got you all the way there to the yeah, playoffs yeah. and then Foles had to fill it in. I, baby, I know. Just know that I know. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you about your own MVP team. that year. You know, if he will finish that season, he was going to be. We don't great. do ifs of a fifth, yeah, baby, because we all be man. drunk. Okay, Look, we deal with reality. No, no, there's no. I mean, he was. It wasn't an ill. He was the MVP that year. Mm-hmm. We still talk about Carson Wentz. He was not the MVP. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm gonna deal you on the absolutes because we all know too. If that's the case, if Patrick didn't get hurt this year, he would have had back to back, back to back MVPs for himself too. So mm, we we can move on with that. But you need to bump him down a little bit. You got you got too much personal feeling in it. No, uh, a I, lot I, of it. I, I, I tell you what, after this year, he'd be top five. Oh, you Ooh, smoking? I, okay, hot dog. Hot dog. He's, he's, hot all, dog. He, he's all yours, hot dog. We're gonna revisit this. Okay? Uh, all right, so whistle, blow the whistle. Gonna throw him out the game. Oh, shoot. Go high dog. You wanted to get back in here. Go ahead, man. I think me and Sean have had this conversation before about Carson Wentz. I mean, the Carson Dak rivalry is going to be the show for the next 10, 12 years, it looks like. So, I mean, I think Carson's a good quarterback. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not a good quarterback because he is. The guy's got a lot of talent, but he's two and four against Dak Prescott head to head. He's two and four. And we know how you feel about that. And, and, but, but so, when, I mean, that's when, why I'm when, that's, when, when the um, division was already clinched. No, mean, meaningful games. Meaningful games, two okay. and four. All right, all right. So I'm but not counting the, the divisions. He did, beat you, he, did beat, he did beat Dallas this year in, in a game, in a meaningful game, with not one receiver that caught more than 500 yards receiving. That was talking the about the last game of the season. Yeah. Oh my God. That was the second game. That sounds like the people always want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, and he won five games. I know it. And and yeah. got a big contract, and he played right. three three of those five was the AFC South, who all had so, two quarterbacks. Miss wait a minute. So miss me so with Sean, those fake stats. Miss talk me. to so him, Sean Tasha. Said, so miss Sean me. said eighth best quarterback. But we're not about to have no uh, <laughs> NFC debate like NFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, wait a minute. So Sean says eighth best quarterback in the yeah. league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a little high. I'm with Tosh. I'd like 11 or 12. Uh, but your that. quarterback could be but 11 or 12. But I like Carson Wentz. He can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. That's the problem with Carson Wentz. can't stay healthy. I like Joe that's, Burrow that's better Pete. than Wentz. Pete, stop. <laughs> yeah. Pete, stop. Hey, Pete. man. Joe, hey, you see his LSU on my chest, man. Y'all know. Hey, smoking Joe, hey, he can come to the league. I'm telling you. Hey, uh. <laughs> I wrote yeah. it just for you, Petey. This shirt was just for you because yeah, you know you probably bring up swag. Yeah. Tua, Tua should have been number one overall, by the way. Tua should have been number one overall. 
Oh man, well, Sean, oh, we, we appreciate you for taking time at your busy schedule to come kick it with us. You know, interview, even though you know you wouldn't answer the questions how I wanted you to answer, but that's all right though. You got you did he the did PC a, he joint. He said a politically yeah. correct. Yeah, he thanks. did the PC joint, but that's all good. But yeah, man, uh, we do appreciate you for stopping by. Tasha, I appreciate you coming on, giving us your energy. Okay, let's see, put the hands up on the screen. So, you know, uh, too bad we didn't get a chance to get into Sean's Lakers because Tasha, he's a big LeBron James fan as well. So, we, we oh, didn't get. Sean. Hey, look. At least Watch you're a Louisville fan. I'll give you that. At least you're a Louisville fan. Yeah, I'll he likes to party. We do know that. Mm -hmm. We all do. He got that <laughs> That's why we in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he got that trash ass. That's shirt why we on. in trouble. Oh, so we got to get on up out of here. Pete, I appreciate you for taking time out your day, coming kicking no with us, hot dog. I appreciate yes, you, sir. you know, sticking with us and coming back on here. I'm sorry we didn't get you in on the other conversation, you know, with technical difficulties. My phone but, went out, yep. But we got you. Know, I mean, it was the hood calling you, so we understand. You, you but, know it was. But we got to get on up out of here. Everybody tuning in, we want to make sure that you like and share the show. You can follow us on Please. Instagram as well at Beyond the Game KY. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Game KY. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, KY Beyond the Game. Tasha, you want to let people know where they can find you at? At the Gransberry, everything. The Twitter, mm -hmm. the Instagram. I keep it I keep it easy. And Sean, you know, the, yesterday the car was about who can play you. Anthony Anderson can play you. In a movie, boom! Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, Tasha. Hold on, Tasha. Hold on, Tasha. Oh man, I, I didn't have it because you know we had a guest on, so I, I didn't know if you felt comfortable playing that. So I, I left the card game out of it. But before we go, Tasha, you got two. You got one for Pete and one for Hot Dog. Who, See, I've who? been trying to. I've been trying to think about Petey's been hard because he got I'm like scared of mine. I don't want to know. Kind of fit with several people. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you know. LL. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you LL. Right. Yeah. Don't do it, Tasha. Tasha, don't do that. Don't do oh, that. Yeah. I get, I get, you got that. You earned that. But hot dog, man, I had you everybody, hot dog. You was you was in uh what's what's the movie? Uh Hangover. The, the the one who uh the brother that caused all the trouble. I, I, I know I know you're talking man. about. <laughs> I had I had him, I had him, and then I had Gary Owen because you got more personality. You got such okay, a good personality. I can see you being mm -hmm. between them two. Either I one the I would take because they both funny. You know what I'm saying? They don't play dumb roles. But they always sure. kind of got a little Owen. swag. Who, who's Gary Owen? The, the comedian Gary yeah. Owens. Oh, no, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary Owens. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I know I who he is. Yeah. Yeah, he really, talking about Zach Galifianakis. Really about um, Zach Galifianakis, the Pete, I think this is... Oh, yes! Chance the Rapper! That's for you, Petey. Yeah, that's for you, Petey. Yeah, that's for you. Pete, you said, nah. Well, hey, man, I, rock with I can see too, that man. the facial hair. Well, you know like what? Chance. In the in the summertime when I wear braids, I think that you know I be channeling, uh, channeling yo yo. I can see that. That's my age group, so you know I got to work with my people. Uh, well, All we right. appreciate everybody for tuning in. We great get on up out of here. We want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. We out of here. We out of here. Peace. All right.